Hello, Shabbat Shalom. I'm Rabbi Moshe Schwab, and I'm glad you could be here with us today. So, this past week, I had a dream, and I saw this word. Uh, it was is the word heffernitions, and uh, and so I I thought, well, maybe I should look that up and and see what it, that it's about. What is maybe what is God trying to tell me? So when I looked it up, every link was about affirmations. And none of them, none of these affirmations had to do with God. Uh, some of the affirmations actually verged on narcissism. Narcissism is, is when somebody thinks they are right about everything. And, and, and they look down on the others because they, they feel superior. And, um, you know, there's actually people like that. Uh, so I got to thinking uh, that these affirmations are half-affirmations, uh, they're heffernitions. So perhaps uh, God has a sense of humor, uh, you know, and I thought, well, why waste time on these affirmations that I was seeing online? And I thought, what would be good affirmations for believers? Uh, one, uh, I am able to keep God's commandments and honor Him would be a good affirmation. And I put a scripture attached to that, Philippians 4.13. I can afford to be humble humble because God is with me, Proverbs 3.34. I am willing to change and do what is right and good, Deuteronomy 6.18. There's a lot of people out there that just want to do what they want to do. And they think they are right. Uh, next one, I love God and care about what he tells me to do, Deuteronomy 11.1. 1. I trust in God and rely on him, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I resist sin with all my heart, Deuteronomy 6.4. I resist negative thinking, pray and trust in God and have peaceful thoughts, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. I apply myself well because I not only represent myself, but my fellow believers in God. I can be kind, good, patient, loving, generous, thoughtful, caring, merciful, and compassionate because God wants me to live like that. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. When God is part of our lives, we can we can go to him during the day for times of blessing, no matter what is going on around us. We can experience frustration, being tired, or any number of distracting or difficult things. Giving yourself opportunity to spend time with God, going to him with prayer, just enjoying the presence of the Holy Spirit can refresh us and redirect us. Our, our DNA was created to be in fellowship with God. We can choose a worldly life or we can have a supernatural connection. Yochanan said in 1 John 1, 3, Truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Yeshua HaMashiach. So it is possible to have fellowship with God. God can speak to us. That's one of the ways the gifts of the Holy Spirit works in believers. We are to receive the Holy Spirit when we believe in the Messiah. John 14, 26 says, The Holy Spirit is our helper. 
Now, God spoke to the prophets in the Old Testament portion. You know, mankind was created to be in fellowship with God. God spoke to Adam, Adam in Genesis. It is, it, it is a tremendous advantage to be in fellowship with an all-knowing and good God who looks out for us. Keep God's commandments and live a pure life. Keeping God's commandments keeps us in relationship with God. First of all, God knows all, and keeping God's commandments is the best way to live. The Bible tells us God's commandments are right and good. It's a quote from Deuteronomy 6.18. <clears throat> Trusting in his commandments and honoring his word gives him the respect and honor that is due the God of the universe. Therefore, not obeying God is like telling God that we do not value and respect him for who he is. Our fellowship with God is then broken until we repent and begin honoring what God said. Our lives can be a melody of blessing and praise to God. Having God in our lives is such an honor and a privilege. Those who keep God's commandments are a praise to God. Shul said that we should be to the praise of his glory, Ephesians 1.14. Isn't that wonderful? Also, Shaw used the word praise, which is what Judah means. The, the word Jew comes from the name Judah, and I just thought you might, might, it might interest you. Most certainly, the believers of his time would have recognized this connection. Another way of saying what Shaw said is, be a Jew is to the glory of God. They were all Jewish. This is, was a good affirmation. Honor God in all we do. Today is a double portion. Vayechel and Peku Day. Vayechel means and he assembled. Peku Day means accounting, countings of. Vayechel begins with Moshe again reminding the people to keep Shabbat. This is just before they take up a collection for the, for the articles and manufacture of the Mishkan, the tabernacle, the tent of meeting in the desert. From the context, this encouragement has to do with their place of worship. They might think that doing the work of the Mishkan was enjoyable and, and consider it no work at all. But God tells them not to do it. Perhaps that is a good rule to follow for Shabbat. I often say that if it can wait for tomorrow, till tomorrow, do it then. Moshe goes on to tell them that God has told them that they should take up a free will collection for the things needed for the Mishkan, and then for the craftsmen to come and make the articles for the Mishkan and the clothing and the adornments for the priests. The people came and gave freely for the work of the Mishkan. Women who could make fabric began their work. The leaders brought precious objects such as precious stones, incense, and oil. Betzalel and Oholiav lead the work, and they, are, they, they, as well as others, are filled with the Spirit of God to do the work. Now, people sometimes diminish the power of God and God's ability to work in us and through us. This is incorrect doctrine. My cousin became a believer, and, and he told me this story once, that 
After two com computer specialists worked for 24 hours straight to get a large company computer working, my he was called on. He prayed, and within 10 minutes, he had the problem fixed. This is not an exaggeration. That is God at work, isn't it? Just think about that multiplied for believers through all of our country, how, how blessed we are to have believers around. The people brought more than they needed, so they, so they needed to tell them they had enough. Then the making of the tent, the planks and crossbar, crossbars, and other items for the construction are described. The making of the ark and the cherubim, that is the cherubs, are described as well. The other, other items needed, including the menorah and the altar for the mishkan. Pekodeh means accountings of. And Pekodeh begin, begins by giving an account of the offerings made, and more descriptions are made of the items for the tabernacle, the mishkan. They brought all the finished items to Moshe, and then Moshe blessed them. The portion ends with the, this portion ends with the tabernacle being set up on the first day of the first month, so that would be the first of Nisan. And when it was, was set up, the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the presence of the Lord filled the tent. When the cloud lifted from the Mishkan, the Israelites would follow it. A cloud appeared over the Mishkan during their stay in the desert, the whole time, that would be for about 40 years. That is amazing. <clears throat> you know, it is good to be sacrificial with our belongings in our lives. Rabbi Shaul says that we are to be sacrificial and generous people in Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 and 2 Corinthians 9, 8 and 9. So, show people that believers in God are good and caring people. Messiah Yeshua even gave his life for us so that we could have life and so that we could we should be a, a giving people who imitate him. That's what it says in Ephesians. And in Second Corinthians it talks about helping the poor. Israel following the cloud is a picture of how we are to live our lives. We are to follow God's commandments and also be led by the Holy Spirit every day. The Bible says to be a sacrificial and generous person. So the first of the first of the Jewish month of Nisan it, this year is March 14th, beginning in the evening this year. There are four Jewish New Years: the first of Nisan, which would be the counting of the king's reigns; the, the first of Tishrei, also known as Rosh Hashanah, that's the New Year for the for the calendar year; the the first of Elul is when the animal ties that would, that would be like Tax Day. The 15th is Shavat, uh, also called Tu Bishvat, uh, that's the tree new year, when trees are planted and other ecological activities are also planned. The Haftarah for, for Vayechel is 1 Kings 7, 13-26. King Shlomo sends for the Jewish bronze worker Hiram from Tyre to do some, work on, do some of the work on the first temple. This portion describes the amazing work done for the first temple. In both the Mishkan uh, and the first temple, we see some beautiful work in the name of the true God, Yehovah. Perhaps this should remind us that we are to be a, a temple, a, a holy, a temple of the Holy Spirit, and should strive to give, to live lives that befit the beauty that God has bestowed on us. Uh, 
referring to 1 Corinthians 6.19. The half Torah for Paduke is 1 Kings 7.51-8.21. The half Torah portion for Paduke Uh, concludes with the dedication of the first temple. The presence of the Lord filled the temple, and Solomon blesses the people. So both at the Mishkan and the temple, they were filled with the presence of God. So, also, those that believe in the Messiah are filled with the Holy Spirit. How interesting is that? The Holy Spirit should not be taken lightly. 1 Kings 8, 10-12 says, and Kohanim means priests. When the Kohanim came out of the holy place, the cloud filled the house of Yehovah so that because of the cloud, the Kohanim could not stand up to perform their service, for the glory of Yehovah filled the house of Yehovah. So this is an example of the overcoming presence of the Holy Spirit, which we as believers in the Messiah can experience. So after reading uh, the scripture about how the presence of God filled the temple, we may wonder if any of that type of experience is, in fact, for believers in the Messiah. And of course the answer is yes. We are to receive the Holy Spirit when we believe on the Messiah Yeshua. It impacts our lives and we can experience the Holy Spirit. Kepha said in Acts 2, 38 and 39, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promises to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Some, though, are not open to the Holy Spirit. It is a commandment of God to receive the Holy Spirit in this messianic age. Some put on a show acting as not the Holy Spirit. God is ever-present and is not far from us. Some of us experience the presence of God in amazing ways through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit simply works in our hearts and minds at times. And other times we can experience a timeless type of presence and peace. If you need that, just acknowledge the presence of God and talk to God. I first experienced God's presence years ago when I did that. Do not let your mind get sidetracked. It is your time with God. God has also given us, given us the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now I, uh, I would like to start my uh, accompanying teaching for these portions. And I call it, God is Amazing and Wonderful. Unlock the comfort of God through the scriptures. Shul said that God can encourage us and comfort us, and, that, and we should encourage one another. 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, the Father of mercies, and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble, with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. It is wonderfully amazing what God can help us with. Shul said that God got them through some tough situations. 2 Corinthians 1.10 says, He rescued us from such deadly peril, and He will rescue us again. The one in whom we have placed our hope will indeed continue to rescue us. 
Yeah, we're talking about real troubles here, not just electricity going out. God is our Father, and He will not leave us. Yeshua said, I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you, John 14:18. Yeshua then sent those who believe in Him the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can help us to love, have joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. God can give us peace, but if we work ourselves up in a negative way, we will not allow the Holy Spirit to give us peace. Over history, God has been able to help people to be comforted. Psalm 94, 19 says, In the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comforts delight my soul. Even more so now in the Messianic age, we can experience God's comfort if we are open to Him and do not allow our peace to be stolen from us. Shul tells us not to let anxiety overcome us, but pray. He also said to change how we think. If we are thinking about good things, we won't have time to belabor fear and anxiety. Stay your mind, pray, and trust God. I have applied the following verses in Philippians many times in my life, and they have helped me get through some tough situations, and they can help you too. Philippians 4, 6-9 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Yeshua HaMashiach. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. You know, the very nature of our greeting, shalom, which means peace, should remind us to be at peace. You know, I'm not talking about blind foolishness. Do not tempt God. You know, we don't jump off a, a cliff expecting to be rescued by God. And God can be merciful, though, in our ignorance, and, and, he's an, and He has even helped me at times when I use poor judgment. I've had some amazing miracles happen to me. But use good sense. Proverbs 16, 21 and 22 says, A wise-hearted person is said to have discernment. A good thought process. Have discernment and sweetness of speech adds to learning. Common sense is a fountain of life to, to one who has it, whereas fools are punished by their own folly. So, don't be punished for the consequences of unwise actions or decisions. Pray for protection. Be a person that supports and sustains others. Besides having good sense, we need to be in prayer, Shul says. There have been many times in my life that prayer has, has freed me from my anxieties, just like the scripture tells us prayer will do. After Shul says, God rescued them in 2 Corinthians. He says to keep praying. He is telling them that prayer works. 2 Corinthians 1.11 says, You also helping together in prayer for us, 
that thanks may be given by many persons on our half for the gift granted us. The Bible says we are to pray with humble supplications, that is, with humble sincerity and requests. Ephesians 6.18 says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all, sin, all saints. Be logical and strategic as God's people. Proverbs tells us to have good sense and consider if something is wrong or evil. It says in Proverbs 22.3, A prudent man foresees, e foresees evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Do not be clueless about life. Use your thinking abilities and be sensible. God gave us a brain, so use it. Watch out for what they call tunnel vision, where we mindlessly act on our impulses or fears. Isaiah 5.21 tells us that can lead to trouble. And it says, Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes. A person who thinks they are wise when they are not are in for trouble. Think about doing what is right and commit yourself to it. God is there. Do not be deluded into thinking he is not with us. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one that goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. God will lift us up and be with us. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you, uphold you with my righteous right hand. Psalm 118 verse 6 says, With Jehovah on my side, I fear nothing. God told Joshua to have good courage. Be strong, be bold, so, so don't be afraid or downhearted, because Jehovah your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua 1.9 Just like those in the Old Testament portion, God can work on us and use us for his purposes. The presence of God was an overcoming presence at the Mishkan in the desert and at the temple in Jerusalem. We are to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit when we believe in the Messiah, and the Holy Spirit can work in us just like God worked in those in the Old Testament. Sometimes we have an amazing Amazing personal experiences, just like they did at the temple, because we have the Holy Spirit. God is amazing and wonderful. God wants to comfort us and give us peace in every situation. Yeshua told us that he would not leave us as orphans. He gave us the Holy Spirit. God is able to help us supernaturally. So we, we are to pray and cast our anxieties on God. Be sensible and do not tempt God. You do your part in a sensible manner and let God take care of the rest. Pray for protection and for all, and for all things. Prayer works. God is with us, so don't, don't be deluded into thinking he is not there. It says about our God, Jehovah, in Psalm 147, verses 4 and 5, He determines how many stars there are and calls them all by name. 
Our, our Yehovah is great, his power is vast, his wisdom beyond all telling. So, so be strong and courageous, even as Israel was in the desert years ago as they moved forward toward the land God promised them. They were not without doubts and trials, but continued to, to move forward in faith. So we also should move forward in faith. I would like to conclude now with the ironic uh, blessing that uh, Yehovah, God's name, is used over 6,000 times in the Old Testament portion. Since God's name is used that much, it is evident that we should use his real name. According to Exodus 3.15, Yehovah is, Yehovah is God's true name forever. Yehovah means it's an acronym, and it means he existed, he exists, and he will exist. I want to honor God's name. You know, the ancient rabbis say that, said that Yehovah is God's name. Over 2,363 manuscripts of the Bible point God's name as Yehovah, once as Yehovah, never as Yahweh. The church fathers said God's name is Yehovah. Yeshua said in Matthew 23:39, You shall see me no more till you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, of Yehovah. Yeshua is quoting Psalm 118:26. The word Lord in that verse is Yehovah. Numbers 6:27 says we are to put God's name on his people. So let's do that now. Yehovah bless you and keep you. Yehovah make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Yehovah lift up his cotton spine you and give you peace. I mean, may we stay in the Lord. May we live in him and clothe ourselves with goodness and be a blessing. Remain stable in all that you do. Shabbat Shalom. Shavua Tov. Have a good week.